Hey everyone, it's Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. Let's do it. It's time for another self-improvement sit-down. Instead of the usual short and action-packed two-minute tip that I usually give on the podcast, in this series, I take a little more time to explore all of the minor nuances and thought patterns certain high performers use to be successful. And this episode does not disappoint. Today's conversation is with Dan Genetis, a wildly successful chef and entrepreneur, and we go into more detail than ever about his routine and the reasoning behind it. So without further ado, let's jump into it. And we are live with our third self-improvement sit-down. I have an absolutely great guest today, and it is crazy how he got in touch in the first place. So his name is Dan Genetis, and he tags self-improvement daily in a post about his morning routine and checklist. And I found out who he was after looking a little bit deeper into his profile. We got in touch, and he's been extremely responsive to the self-improvement daily mission ever since. But who is Dan? Dan is known as the Marathon Chef. He's a Guinness World Record holder for being the fastest person ever to run a marathon and half marathon dressed as a chef. And Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was with a three-kilogram pot in your hand? That was a nine-kilo pot, yeah. Nine-kilo. All right, even, even more difficult. Perfect. So based in Toronto, Dan has opened many restaurants, winning countless prestigious awards, and has earned himself a Forbes 30 Under 30 distinction. But most interesting, and what I want to understand more, is Dan's journey through that success. He took six months to study in detail 12 personal development and life-building books, synthesized all of that information into his own life principles, and crafted how to live his best life from those books, and he's been perfecting that system for the last 10 years. It's based in simplicity, because all of that work is displayed simply by the sheet that he shared and tagged us in on Instagram. So it comes full circle, and I'm really excited to dig into that knowledge. So first, Dan, sorry for the long-winded introduction, but it was well-deserved. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks, Brian. You made that sound great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Great. So, I mean, you're speaking my language. Let's just start that way. With all of your checklists and sheets and intentions, it is just unbelievable how synchronized everything in your life is and how it all points toward a larger mission. And kind of, you know, from those personal development books that you read, Um, you have no doubt about how you want to take action and what things you want to take action on. And that's inspiring. And that's something that, you know, in my pursuit of personal development, I'm really excited to learn more about. So first, if you can kind of talk um, from a surface level, just kind of a outside observer looking in about your charts and sheets, you know, what do they mean to you? And what have they added to your life in the time that you've been using them? Yeah, great question. Uh, One of the the things I'll, I'll start with is saying that I truly believe that there's a scientific formula or process for, I would argue, everything in life. If you look at uh, business, if you look at love, if you look at happiness, if you look at relationships, you, you can kind of backwards engineer everything. And this is where I started out when I had a boss and more a traditional life and a nine to five, so to speak, and wanted to carve a life out in entrepreneurship, I took six months off, you know, read a ton of books, uh, took all the notes down, had the action items. And this is basically what it turned into, as you explained. And this was me kind of algorithmizing um, before that word really even existed on this word, uh, earth and uh, in, in processizing and creating my version of Ray Dalio's principles that, you know, mm-hmm. have been so powerful people. 
so it sounds like were you scientific before kind of this six month retreat into the books like was that something that you valued or were you introduced to oh wow there actually is a formula behind things and i need to crack the code yeah not at all this wasn't like i was born with like the scientific background or the scientific mind it was like i'm reading a book um from Robin Sharma's 5am club, one in the morning. Cool. And now I'm reading uh, Ray Dalio's principles. Awesome. Now I'm reading uh, Wim Hof and I'm learning his breathing techniques and his cold showers. And I'm, I'm learning from the pros um, because I didn't think like that. I didn't save money. I didn't know how to wealth build. Um, and my first foray was wanting to become the best chef in the world. And it was like, how do I do this? I'm going to call the best chefs in the world. And yeah. it, you, know, you know what I mean? It was like surround yourself with these people with books, podcasts, uh, radio at the time, uh, a lot, um, television, um, like literally just hanging out with Christine Cushing on Food Network and taking notes um, until all yeah. hours of the morning. It's almost like you're backfilling, like you, you kind of have that vision and then you backfill the tactics from the people that have fulfilled that vision, yeah. you know, so you're That's exactly what it is. And it's taking a look at who's already achieved your dream. If you want to become you know, go back to an astronaut. You want to become the best chef. You want to just become wildly successful at whatever it is. If you want to become wealthy, you should be hanging out with Bill Gates. Um, even even guys like who I don't agree with, um, they're not doing things for the greater good necessarily. But you want to learn how to build a deal? Read some read some of Donald Trump's old books. Yeah, uh, th- these are just you know connect with the people that have done the things that you want to do, and then use those resources to do whatever else you you feel like that you know, fulfill your dreams in your time. Right. Yeah. I know you're kind of referencing the law of attraction and how just the, you're, you're saying wealth and success, you know, the, the qualities that people exude can diffuse into your life if you're exposed to them. So, I mean, that kind of is the law of attraction, but it manifests in so many different areas and ways. So that's a great point. Yep. Okay. And then I've noticed from, from your goal sheets, you know, still kind of at a surface level though, is that you've made changes to them. Okay. Because you've, you had this, you know, six month retreat, you wrote out your formulas and then you realize that maybe they weren't designed perfectly for your life and you weren't afraid to make changes to them. You know, you've crossed things out, you've added things in. Uh, what is kind of the importance in your life of iteration and just learning new things and kind of changing your mental model of how things exist? Is that something that's important to you? Yeah, 100%. At the beginning, it was just not knowing why I was doing things. I didn't know why I had to save. I, I read The Wealthy Barber and I didn't understand the idea behind paying myself first, but I just did it anyway. Hmm. So then it was to the point where I was saving 80, 90 cents on the dollar. And I was like, whoa, why am I doing this? I've built the discipline. I don't need to. This was a trusted system. So then I changed it and I didn't need to throw, you know, 10 cents at the beginning because my checkings accounts were building up. And, and this savings discipline, I realized I was like, ah, it was like the aha moment. Ah, I have the discipline. This was just to build the discipline. Now I'm saving way, way more than I, I, I thought in the book and I don't need to use this anymore because my accounts are protected by my mind interesting you know things like that so you you, you think of and you you gave a great example um when you're we chatting earlier about setting an intention for the day and i don't have it on this current chart i suppose i got so um and we'll get into the the you know dancing with the devil and your mind getting so caught up in things that i was i was focused more on spirituality and happiness before and you can see on this chart that it's really, really focused on the nuts and bolts of creating wealth because there was setting an intention before. An intention is, has nothing to do with an action item. It says, you know, the intention of what I want to do today is I want to feel. And that's it. You're like, but uh, 
but you know, where's the science in that? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This, this is the balance of the spiritual. I don't have that in this chart anymore. And I'm thinking, ah, I'm missing that in my life right now. Yeah. That's something I talk about a lot is kind of, you, you have an intention, maybe that's abstract and it's great, but it's mental and there's nothing actionable about it. And it sounds like you realize that too. And this is kind of what your daily checklist has turned into are the action items that point toward that intention. Yeah. Hard action items. You're absolutely right. So now it's prioritized three daily wins in Trello. And it's specific mm. because Trello is a great project management tool. Um, I'm not getting paid by these guys or sponsored at all. They're just an excellent tool that I happen to use. I manage all my businesses, all my projects, all my investments, all my action items, uh, and prioritize uh, everything uh, and share it with different teams. It, it's just a powerful tool. So prioritizing three daily wins in Trello has become the new intention. Well, it was like, you know, the the hard money, uh, Dan, was like, you forget your intention, dude. Get after that money. Like, where are the Benjamins at? Go get the money. And then the spiritual side's like, but you still need to set the intention to, you know, just enjoy or be free or whatever it is that kind of like that overarching value. And I think after you mentioned that, I was like, ah, I kind of want to add that back to my list. <laughs> Good. Dude, I'm Mr. Accountability. You ask anyone, that's what I do. So <laughs> I got you. Okay, so we're kind of flirting with, as you said, we're kind of flirting with a, a certain things uh, right now. And I do want to dive into your charts and you know, setting an intention is something that you want to add to your charts. So let's kind of start talking about it. And for, for everyone to reference, um, I'm going to share on Instagram the two primary charts that Dan uses that you can kind of follow along with if you'd like. I'm going to post that um, with uh, all of the information for this. But so the way that works is you have laminated checklists and you have different categories that you want to occur uh, that you want to basically fulfill each day. And what I thought was so interesting and kind of exactly what you're talking about when it comes to having a formula for everything is that your daily checklist is what eight, nine things long. But the first thing in that daily checklist is to do a morning routine, which has its own checklist. Yeah. So like each one of these decisions is broken down extremely intentionally down to, okay, these are the things that I can do binarily, yes or no, to fulfill what um, what exists on my daily checklist. So I am interested to first go through your morning checklist um, and kind of walk us through some of the things that you decide to do. And we'll try and do it quickly because we have a lot to cover. Yeah. And I want to caveat one quick thing before. If, if anyone's listening and they, they want to build wealth, they want to build their first million dollars, they want to become a head chef, they want to uh, do anything like you know, if you, if there's anything on the list of the things that I've already done that you want to do, take it from me. There's a lot of stuff that's gone into this list. Get outside your comfort zone and just do it for the sake of this guy's done it before. I think it's going to work. I'm just going to try it out. Break through the mental block for what I'm about to tell you. And that goes back into the law of attraction too, where you, yeah, yeah just do it from someone who's done it because it's worked and it's brought that to their life. Just so it can do the same for you. Trust me. Or, or send me a DM and say that this is horribly wrong. Like I'm open to all the feedback and really, really are interested in, in, in how this works for people. Sure. Um, but I wanted to caveat that before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of it. Totally. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is it's worked for you, right? So let's talk about it because each person, sure, it's unique to their own context, but this has worked for you. Okay. So first, it's something I love. Listen to music. So that is something you do every morning? Yeah, and I try to listen to, to gangster rap. Uh, I've been listening <laughs> to uh, Compton, Dr. Dre a lot recently. Um, and, and truthfully, just because I really enjoy rap. Okay. So, but what's the value of listening to music then? If, is it for the sake of doing it or what, like, what does it bring? 
it's, that's the scientific process for happiness. You've got serotonin, dopamine, you've got endorphins. Music for me creates excitement and happiness. Hmm. Okay. So, so it sounds like part of your morning routine needs to include that kind of physiological rush. Yeah. If you don't, if you hate music, if hate's a strong word, do something, you know, replace it with something that actually makes you happy. Dance. Gotcha. You know? Cool. Okay. Next five gratitude items. So you journal about these gratitude items, uh, kind of where do you find your inspiration and why, why have you chosen to, to use gratitude? I do too also, but I'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, the benefit of gratitude is, is truthfully, re- that's the reflection. It's all too often that I'm on to the next thing, building another business, starting another venture, doing something that's, you know, just off and, and, and focused on that net goal instead of me going, wow, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for my fiance. I'm grateful so, for my mom. So does that then contribute to fulfilling your goals is kind of this introspection then helps you realize goals? Yeah, you, you, you've got to stop and you got to smell the roses. Because if you get from zero to billionaire, and you haven't enjoyed the journey, then you missed all of it, mm. is the whole point. So you, there is this, you know, back and forth with I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to do these things. But then you get to rich and fame and you're just exhausted and you're depressed. And you're like, how did this happen? It's like, oh, you didn't enjoy the first million that you got. You didn't enjoy. So this reflection piece and this gratitude piece is so important because it actually translates to happiness. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's so powerful. It's absolutely insane how it works. The secret is, you know, in all these, the wealthy guys are saying it's not about the money. And you're like, ah, how can you say that? It's like, well, it is about the money, truthfully. A little bit and it is about all these other things a little bit too but this is where you, you know call it whatever balance it is for you maybe your balance right now is working an 80 hour week and that's okay but you know bring your gratitude in there and make sure that at the end of the day when your whole team works hard for you that you thank them and you feel that because that is the happiness at the end of the day that you deserve so don't skip it that's the journey the gratitude is enjoying the journey while you're getting to the end goal to realize when you've got to the end goal and you haven't enjoyed the gratitude, it's all for naught. So that's, that's, that, that's the stop and smell the roses. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it's something that I've incorporated in my life as well that I, I mean, in a month of significant and consistent gratitude, journaling on gratitude, just three items each morning, it has totally changed my perspective. Um, okay. Dental hygiene. So I'm trying to read your writing here, but it says, do okay, pull, brush, and floss. Can you <laughs> elaborate on that? Ah, so that's, that's, oil pull. that's just that's just messy writing. <laughs> oh, oil pull. Do oil gotcha. pull and brush and floss. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to distill truthfully everything down. I actually stopped brushing my teeth for like two months straight. I test everything in life. I stopped showering. I stopped using deodorant. I now use a different deodorant. I make my own toothpaste now Dang. Okay. of just organic coconut oil and baking soda. And it's great. And I floss and only I floss once a day now. And it's like I really test things to the nth degree. I haven't gone to a dentist in 10 years. And then because that was just out of not having any money. And now that I do have a little bit of money and I can afford it, I just don't because I got in the habit of not going to it. And I'm not suggesting again that there's some more extreme measures. Like I'm not telling everyone don't go to the dentist, but I test these things. So I urge you to test things as well and give iterative feedback and take the Buddhist or the Ray Dalio or these approaches to try it, do it, and then give feedback. Don't make an excuse. Right. Yeah. So this is the oil, 
oil pulling whitens teeth, it freshens breath, and it makes me feel great. Um, and then brushing and flossing is, I, I re- realized that you do need to do it. <laughs> yeah, in your testing, <laughs> you're like, like okay, this is necessary. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, brushing and flossing is a is I a was must. hoping that would be the and, and, outcome of your study because that, that would be really conflicting with some uh, some things. I'd have to justify that being like, yeah, guys, he's not necessarily saying don't brush your teeth, but he is. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. And then you you alluded to um, to your nutrition. So you start every morning how? Every morning starts with a smoothie. And I, I kind of – it was funny. I, I took that to the nth degree as well. I, I got with a nutritionist and a dietitian when I was breaking these world records and trying to, you know, be the best version of myself. Um, and I, I created a smoothie that had optimal 80% veg, 20% fruit. And you can go on, I'll give you the link. It actually um, turned into the Akuma smoothie, hmm. um, which is a, the CEO, uh, Gary. Um, he created this smoothie and it's incredible. It's everything you need, but it's instead of, you know, taking vitamins and pills and things like that. It's everything's natural in the smoothie. So I took it a step further. I got one of my catering kitchens at the time to produce it, got it down to like a, you know, a dollar 27 per bag down to an efficiency of producing some, how many packs an hour. And then I just got them delivered. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to get it delivered once a month. I'm going to freeze all this stuff because I checked into freezing raw fruits and veg and the nutrition didn't change. So I felt, yes, I hacked the system. I now just spend a hundred bucks wow. and I can get all these uh, smoothies sent out. Um, and I haven't monetized this. It's truly just, it was for me. So it's my own internal system. Um, nice. And it's, you know, I've got these smoothie packs I throw in every morning and I add vegan protein shake after I stopped eating meat. And it's like, if, if I have a smoothie and I go through this morning routine Getting back to uh, Robin Sharma's 5 a.m. club, I've won the morning. I actually feel good mm-hmm. and I can't, you know, I guess I can quantify it by this checklist. But every time I look back, it's Well, like- that's, that's what I'm realizing is it sounds like all of the things or many of the things on this checklist, they're just about setting the foundation of kind of being in the position to have a healthy day, you know, just like feeling good, your body, mind, spirit, just being in a good place for you to start your day. That's why you do it first thing in the morning. Right. But healthy is such a, I, I, I'm a, I like to be happy more than I'll be healthy. I don't want to eat something to be Hmm. healthy truthfully anymore. I I don't know if I'll break another world record. I'm disincentivized from the hard training that I did in the past because I really want to go more towards happiness now. And this is another curvature in the last few months after really deep diving with my therapist into things about saying, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to run as fast or as hard as I, I did before. I, I want to be happy. So I'm, I'm truly still doing these things, still eating the smoothies because it makes me feel good because of, you know, someone wow. going out and I'll give an extreme example, a billionaire going out and spending like a half million or a million dollars on a vehicle. The feeling of that happiness it's probably almost very similar to me drinking the smoothie. And it's like that in itself is powerful. Yeah, what so is, much what are we, easier. What are we doing? <laughs> what do I need to open this next company? What's noise and what's not? And that's what I'm trying to figure and filter out. Wow. And it's funny. You go back to like, no, and I check everything off the list and tried, tested, and true. The intention didn't make its way on this list because science won that one over. Where now I'm like, ah, the intention, the feeling, it's got to make its way back. I'm missing the intention in my life, you know? 
Um, but to that point, you can't do everything. Start with the checklist. Nice. You know, make mistakes, keep, keep right. moving on. Uh, but that's, that's in, in essence, the smoothie represents the feel good. It feels so good. Your, your body. Okay. Happy. Gotcha. So we've gone through the morning routine, which is just one of your categories on the daily checklist. And I'm sure that we could dive into all of those details just as much as we dove into the morning routine. So I'm just going to read them through. And then I want to focus on a few of them that really stood out to me. One thing, sorry, we missed in the morning routine. Did we talk about the Wim Hof shower or no? Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't realize what that's that that's stood for. It, that's a new addition. The Wim Hof shower to, to, in a nutshell. Um, and this, this comes out of balance, but don't overthink it. Get out there and try it for one second. Throw your shower in the coldest setting. Uh, I'll caveat that with don't actually hit your from neck up. Don't uh, put the shower in your head because um, apparently that's what's not good for you. But uh, shoulders down. That's a good point. You know, try it for one second and build the discipline. Throw your shower on the coldest setting and just try that instant shock. Then two seconds, then five, then 10, then 15, then You'll be doing it for five minutes a day and you'll you'll just enjoy um, the endorphins and the dopamine that it produces for your brain every morning. And you're like, oh, you get to work groggy? <laughs> Not after a cold shower, you don't. Every single day, you get a million bucks. You know what? I'm glad that we circled back around to this because I take cold showers in the morning and I did exactly what you do where I tested it to find out what was right for me. So yeah. it started and I was like, okay, let me do five minutes just off the gun. And I did it for a week and I'm like, this is miserable. This is too much. This is not for me. And then now I've gotten to a point over weeks and weeks of iteration where it's 15 seconds cold, but I do put it on my head. So I need to try it now of, of avoiding my head and just shoulders down because you're right. Like the reason I put it on my head is because it's, that's the most comfortable place to put it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Glad, glad we were circled there. Okay. But into the daily checklist. So the last thing on it and what I think kind of transitioned nicely from the morning routine and the intention of the morning routine is to do an act of self-love. So can you explain how you can do that, the importance of that, and maybe some of the things that you do on a daily basis to fulfill that? Sure. Um, act of self-love is, is different from everyone, and that's why it's more of a category rather than something super specific. And it also changes for me. So act of self-love could be actually meditation. And if I'm having a stressful day, um, eating clean and hydrating, meditating, some of these actual checklists, if I'm actually reflecting and taking the time to do it for myself, not do it to check it off of a box, and there is a difference. If I'm stopping to eat a meal for mm. myself and I'm doing it for me, these items on the checklist can be an act of self-love in themselves to simplify it. Interesting. Can you ex actually, I, I want to ask you more about that because I, I have a goal sheet and I sent it to you. And that's how we got in touch. Cause I was like, Oh, you have a goal sheet. Here's mine. And you know, that's what we talked about. Um, but I use the goal sheet as accountability. So it is fulfilling for me to actually physically say, yes, I did this man. Look how good of a life I'm living. I am proud of myself, but you're saying that, that, so that might be good from a motivational standpoint, but at the core of it, it needs to be for you without accountability. There could be a lot of listeners, you know, saying, I, I don't care about accountability. I don't care about being a healthy person. I want X. What's the fastest way I get to X, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you you, you got to take all that out. You got to take all that stuff out and just help them get there. It's like, that's that whole piece. As soon as you, as soon as you focus just on one single thing, it can get, you can get down this rabbit hole. 
So that's why it's like, it's, it's truly the way you think. If I'm having a really overwhelmed day, just me reading that, do an act of self-love reminds me, uh, I got to be nice to myself. I'm, 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 uh, I'm a human being as well as, you know, a rigid businessman doing deals as well as a, you know, top-notch athlete, as well as all these other things. I, I'm a, I'm a human being. Sometimes I close my eyes and give myself a little hug. Yeah. Or sometimes I just need to meditate hmm. or sometimes, you know, sex is an act of self-love masturbation. There's, uh, that act of that great, you know what I mean? Taking some time for yourself to do something like that. Um, and it sounds like it's expressed differently for a bunch of different people. Yeah, it can, it can, it can be a, a million, a million different things. What do you actually enjoy doing? I enjoy journaling. I enjoy writing. I enjoy taking a walk. I enjoy whatever it is. If you're having a cigarette, I don't think it's an act of self-love. It's probably a bad habit. I will caveat a couple of these things. Yeah. If you're stealing, lying, if it's got to be for, it's got to be in a, a positive sense, in a true positive sense. You know, hmm. <laughs> am I helping the greater good of myself or humanity? If I'm going for a walk and I'm hugging a tree, yeah, it's probably an act of self-love. If I'm stealing something, hmm. I, you know, you're giving something to yourself, but you're taking advantage of others, probably not an act of self-love. But again, that's common sense isn't so common is why I say these things. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to extend kind of the example I gave about my relationship with my goal sheet and maybe an act of self-love for me personally, kind of with the paradigm that you've created is that an act of self-love is me fulfilling the things on my goal sheet, because that's what I genuinely want to do for myself. So I, I guess maybe the relationship that I have with the goals that I set and fulfilling those is my act of self-love because that is what I, in, that's genuinely what I enjoy. So I guess kind of an act of self-love is just kind of treat yourself to what you enjoy. And that takes many different shapes and sizes and forms. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'd say that because the, the two thoughts aren't mutually exclusive, right? The, the two thoughts definitely tie into each other in some form because the act of self-love is such a broad category that's unique to each person. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm, I'm just thinking out loud right now because I was getting self-conscious about like, oh man, do I have the wrong motivation or intention with my goal sheets? <laughs> right now, it's you know, and I'm like, and now I need to do, do what you do. Oh, reevaluate, try everything, figure it out, yeah. you know, but <laughs> cool. All right, let's jump into another one. Sure. So do physical activity. And the first time that we talked about this, I thought it was fascinating because you don't say exercise, you say physical activity. Yeah. And I've read a few books about about exercise and how people have a negative relationship with exercise. But when you can reframe it, you know, in a way similar to framing it as physical activity, it's way more effective. Yeah. So can you walk me through that decision? I'll, I'll even simplify it more um, to sweat. Okay. Anything that makes you, this is the craziest thing. We're, we're talking about the, the reason for physical activity is because there's your bodily functions and you need to actually get them activated because it's good for your body. It makes you feel good. And it produces these chemicals in your brain that produce happiness and it changes the way you think. Mm. So if you do high intensity intervals, if you do, um, you know, sprints, if you do something like this, you're more inept to have a positive mindset over a negative mindset. And it's like, do the research yourself or take it from me. <laughs> One of the, you know, whatever you want to do, just don't be skeptical about it or just try it, <laughs> give it a go uh, is, you know, it, why do all these, uh, you know, guys and girls who are, are fit and happier, why do they have another level of energy? It, it is what it is. It's good for your, 
your mind. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. It's good for everything. So physical activity, or sweat, it doesn't matter what you do. Again, sex rolls back in here. Go sex and sweat. It's great for you. It's physical activity. You don't need to go to the gym. You can do 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups or however many you can actually do in the morning. It's whatever is easy, accessible, something you don't have to enjoy it either, but get it done. If, if you, if you absolutely, if this is on your hate list, do 15, 20 minutes, do it and say, this is just for the check mark. Yeah. You know, it's an investment, not, not loving this, not loving Dan, not loving the discipline, but I'm going to try it out. And you know, after a month, I'm going to come back and say, no, okay. You weren't wrong. It feels good, but I'm still mad, you know? And it, it sounds like sweat is kind of the, it is the umbrella term for the physiological effects that you want to get out of the exercise. You know, as you're talking about a formula, you know, like, yeah. And I sweat. love some people don't sweat and there's the excuses. It's like, okay, whether it's sweat or physical activity or whatever speaks, you do it. Right. Right. But it sounds like the physical activity needs to reach a certain level and sweat would be the measure of that level for you to understand that the physiological effects have occurred. Correct. So it's kind of a milestone within your physical activity. You need to hit it hard for 15 or 20 minutes. Perfect. All right. And then this is the last one we'll hit and kind of still in the vein of self-love and just kind of self-care. Um, and because I think it's more interesting to talk about some of the less conventional things on your daily checklist because everyone's like, oh yeah, I need to work hard. I need to work out and blah, blah, blah. You know, like those are all important and good but I'm interested in some of the things that people might not have thought about as necessary for their day. So one is engage in social activity. Uh, I know that there are a bunch of studies that go into, you know, how humans, man is a cognitive being and how we crave and require social activity. But I guess I'm curious to know, how have you tested this out? Uh, what are the different kind of minimums or thresholds that you want to achieve in a day when it comes to being social? I'm not social enough. Truthfully, I don't do stuff like this enough. <laughs> I get so focused. I don't allow myself to, to enjoy human connection. And I think it's, um, I think it's really sad, truthfully, that, you know, the mind can get that focused. I, I, I'll caveat that with I'm an extroverted person. Mm -hmm. I really love being around people and people give me a ton of energy. And when I'm not around people, my thoughts, I get in my own head. And when I start believing those thoughts, they turn to depression. Mm. And it's, I've seen myself go through these depression cycles. And it's funny, I look at this list and if I'm like feeling depressed after a week and I'm filling my checklist out, there's a good chance that social activity is on a low. Wow. I've found all these correlations to if I'm not feeling so good, well, it's probably because I haven't done my morning routine. I haven't pushed myself outside of my comfort zone to do my cold showers. And I'm not doing, I'm not even seeing that meditation, if I'm doing it as an act of self-love, I'm not making that connection. Mm. There's, there's a lot built in this list just to get you to refocus if you wake up every morning and look and you're exposing yourself to make money make money make money make money make money or do an act of self-love do an act of self-love it's focus points right so this is the, this is the list that pulls the brain all back together just to reflect and to look and to do these things perfect and that's not to neglect that money's not important you know on your daily checklist you have do eight hours of revenue generating activity so i mean this all that's why it's all comprehensive in your life. That doesn't say work hard. It doesn't have to be hard work. Oh, well. All right, let's talk about that then. <laughs> that, that's fascinating. Let's talk about that then. All right, so eight hours of revenue generating activity. Don't work hard. The fact that I have you know, spent a, a lifetime to do something that I'm passionate about 
Um, I don't cook anymore. Wow. But I still work with food. I create systems around food. Uh, one of my companies, I get delivered meals and I don't cook for myself anymore. Mm. I rarely cook for our clients or any of our um, customers or anything. I don't, you know, I'm a chef. I create systems around food and that's what I love. And I roll business models around them and raise resources for it. That's what I enjoy. And that happens to be revenue generating activity. I probably spend more time meditating, creating teams and coming up with ideas than I do actually physical hard work, which is why I need sweat in my day. Huh. If you're actually physically working for eight hours a day and you're actually sweating, check that off your physical activity. Your work ends up being physical activity. Yeah. You know, if these are the funny things around what is work, I don't know. I don't like the term. I don't associate myself with um, a hardworking person. If I wake up to do this podcast, is this work? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, well, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you being on. I'm glad you're having a good time. Um, definitely. I see a future of more podcasting in your future. Um, something that you've, something that you've implied is kind of how there's two things. First is how the categories kind of bleed into each other in that just, you don't have to see these things in isolation that every, this is a comprehensive program and everything kind of creates this full circle. It's not like they exist in parallel. Um, I think that's really important just to, to highlight because that that's what life is. Life is a, is, is a, is a conversation of all parts of your life into kind of one communication. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing that's important to highlight. And then also is like you said, it's important to reward yourself. So you don't know yet if this is revenue generating activity, but you're going to give yourself kind of benefit of the doubt and set yourself up for success to fulfill that category because you might as well choose to support yourself instead of to not support yourself, right? So it's like almost being able to bend the lines a little bit, being like, oh yeah, meditation fits into my active self-love and kind of and working for yourself, trying to win the day rather than beat the day. Yeah, let me give you a concrete example, though. Um, yes, um, yes to all those things. But in terms of just making it concrete, eight hours of revenue generating activity. You you have a day job and you make you know, twenty bucks an hour, and you go to work for seven hours, and you're like, I'm taking my eighth hour off, and I'm going to go make twenty dollars on Kijiji. <laughs> I'm going to go sell my old ice skates, and I'm going to make. You know what? I'm taking today off. I make one hundred and twenty dollars in a day. I'm taking today off. And I'm going to go hustle and I'm going to buy things from the store. I'm going to resell them and I'm going to make $120. How am I going to do that? I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to find all these spatulas on sale and I'm going to go to a, a Facebook community and I'm going to sell them and I'm going to take my bike. So I made $120 that day. That's revenue generating activity. That's a mind. That's interesting. You know, I'm a barber and I cut hair. I, I'm uh, at a retail store and I make X amount per hour. Go find that money elsewhere. It will crack a whole like you know new world in your mind. Huh. It's like look around at all the redundancies in your life and go sell them. Interesting. I have a tortilla press I don't use anymore. It's worth fifty dollars fair market value. I'm gonna sell it for twenty five and guarantee I get that money. What my hard cost was um, nothing because I walked over, or my hard cost was three dollars for the. Um, for the TTC or for the public transit to go get it. So my, there's my profit margin. Yeah, no, that's a great mentality to take toward it. Um, no, I really like that. I'm actually going to consider, I, I was talking to a buddy this weekend about 
some of the things that he does kind of he has so many side hustles and things that I can easily incorporate as like, oh, these are things you can try to to generate revenue for myself, you know, and yeah, there are so many different ways to do it. We kind of get narrow minded sometimes in the career or profession that we're in that we're blinded to the other opportunities. So I appreciate that point. Yeah. Another uh, university is like, I used to take my textbook money from my parents. I used to buy kegs of beer, sell them, and then generate revenue. Wow. And I'd have party money for the whole semester. And I would actually pay people to come to the parties and bring notes and give them a free pass. So they, I get all my notes to the party, 10 super smart kids who otherwise probably wouldn't <laughs> sadly get an invite to a super cool cake. I say super cool because yeah. <laughs> I thought they were super cool, but that's just me. <laughs> anyway, the, you, you get you get invited to a keg party with free beer. You bring a chapter of notes, so you're leveraging their talents. I sell all my, I, I don't actually buy any textbooks, full disclosure, mom, never bought textbooks, um, really class, but you know, my dad's a professor and never loved that about me either. Um, but yeah, you go out and use your textbook money to get kegs of beer and then you've got snack money and, and beer money and bar money for the whole semester. And I don't have a job that is revenue generating activity. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's a fantastic story. <laughs> cool. So we've talked about the daily checklist and there are so many other things I'm sure have an equal explanation that are just as thought out. And I love the concept behind having formulas. And the reality is, is that these formulas and these principles have brought you success. And, and it's interesting because in our conversations before we've kind of touched on this subject, but a lot of people are only exposed to success as this journey or pursuit toward a destination. But very little do we hear about actually what it's like being successful, you know, and I preface kind of this next part by saying that you are extremely altruistic and benevolent. You know, you, you feed 5,000 homeless people a year. You have a foundation and save 2,500 animals a year. Um, you know, you're a multimillionaire. You've done unbelievable things. But when this all started coming about in your life, you became a different person and the success got to your head. And as you labeled it, is you started becoming narcissistic. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear more about that time in your life the different, the different things that you realize now about who you were and how you've overcome them and what you kind of like looking back at it, see as the real benefit or kind of, yeah, I guess experience when you were in that phase. There's a, there's a reason why there's checks and balances in place because when your mind totally focuses on one thing and money was that one thing for me, it doesn't matter how you get there. Hmm illegal, taking advantage of people, lying, stealing. Um, I, I formed my mind that way. And there's a reason why there's a balance on this list. Because this, this brings you back to human when you're just focusing on money, and you have a scientific process in place. It doesn't matter how you get that money. Lie, cheat, steal, you know what I mean? What comes next? Kill? What comes next? It's, it's, it's these um, narcissistic tendencies that turn to sociopathic tendencies that turn to psychopathic tendencies. And you look at, you know, some of the great figures, do I want to be a, a Donald Trump? Not really. Like what, what, at what point does it become noise? Like 
just in general, the characteristics of that man are not human anymore. It's, so let me ask you this, because you identified it in yourself and you corrected it, this narcissism. Yeah. What happened in your life where you realized, I need to change my ways? It wasn't even me so much as it was my fiance, Kate. And she was explaining, like, you're just in the nicest way, like, get to therapy. You know what I mean? Like, it, she, she's a pretty positive person to to kind of focus on these things and say it in a way that I think you need to get to therapy. I think you need to do some of these things. And it was really, um, it was actually one of the big acts that happened was my best friend committed suicide. And oh wow, this was like one of these like monumental um, moments where, you know, you can go one way or the other. And I just let it lead myself down this depressive cycle for a little bit. And then it was just the intensity cycle. I was going to get money and it didn't matter what was going to happen, who was going to stand in my way. And it was just, I was disconnected with the emotion and I wasn't taking time to do any of the positive stuff and I wasn't treating myself very good. Um, and I was using an excuse of, you know, I'm sad for myself and yeah, you have to take time to feel some of those things, but I wasn't taking responsibility for my actions and how I was treating myself. And so it was one of those things that you can get caught up in your head. Um, so I did went to therapy. Um, Tice Gibson, uh, you know, incredible mental shift in saying, you know, what's the little boy inside you saying? What's the human aspect of this person that wants to be this multimillionaire and, you know, wants to be, uh, the Dr. Dre, the business world. Like what's, what's this, what's this guy actually feeling right now? And I was like, Oh, I'm not feeling anything. I've, I haven't felt in, Oh my God, I haven't felt in over a year. Wow. I'm not focusing on the feeling. And it was like this reflection and these aha moments. I'm listening to these voices in my head that are just like, get the money, get the money, get the money, get the money. And I'm disconnected from, there's a person in front of me that has another feeling and I'm looking at them with a dollar sign on their face, like it's a business deal. And, uh, well, and you just kind of realized that you're not treating yourself right. You're not treating others right. Yeah. And that that's not the way you wanted to live in the, in the truest sense. It's like uh, everything is a reflection of the thoughts inside your head to get, you know, really intensely spiritual or deep with it, but pulling back and it's, it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> whatever you're focused on, you're, you're going to end up doing. If, if you really want to become a millionaire, just make sure you become a good one, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I, well, that's what you did. Make sure you're doing something for the greater good. Make sure you're doing something for with a positive mindset, I should say, more than I don't really believe in good or bad. Um, sure. Okay. No, but I mean, in, in that introspection, that's, I believe, kind of after this phase is when you built a lot of the things that are providing that good and serving that greater cause. And, you know, even being in touch with me, you know, like you, you have a, you have that in your mind that you want to support others and you want to, I don't know, leave a legacy. You know, you want to kind of use the platform you've created and the success that you've had to inflict change for the, for the better. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's a legacy. I'd say it's, uh, it's about the feeling in the moment. Uh, When you get on the phone and you got excited and you're like, dude, like, and, Oh, this is cool. Like this, this, this guy is genuinely excited. I get attracted towards good energy. That's awesome. And that human element of me has never changed. Um, it, you know, I, I was feeding in London 
and they came back in a garnish I had worked on for over one hour, got sent back on the plate. And I was like, these motherfuckers don't care about my food. And it's true. They don't care <laughs> at all. They don't. They're rich. They're famous. They do. And then, what well, you know, fast forward three years later, I rented a 600,000 square foot island. There's like 30, 40,000 people. And I'm walking around with tokens for mac and cheese. And I give six tokens to a little girl because she was yelling at her mom and the mom didn't have enough money. And, you know, I just happened to have a thousand tokens because it was my currency at my festival, my party that I created. And I give this girl six tokens and she loses her mind. You know, cooking for uh, Muhammad bin al-Rashid Maktoum and 500 of his like loyal servants was less cool. Who, who is that. he? He's one of the most powerful uh, uh, princes in Dubai. Like probably one, I don't, okay. I don't know, top 20 richest in the world. And he comes in with Bugattis and everything. And, and that experience of cooking for him had less emotional connection and was less cool to put it in just a general term than giving a girl six tokens at the Mac and cheese festival. Wow. That you just it, energetically. So I I'm now focusing on attracting myself toward energy. Beautiful. What do I care about hanging out with a person that's rich and famous if they're negative and, narcissistic i don't want to hang out with them <laughs> you know what i mean i want to hang out with yeah dude like you're excited like awesome like <laughs> i want to do research on who is brian ford i don't know he's an excited guy i want to spend some time with him like <laughs> that's, that's how you break through to human uh human connection with whoever it is you know sure get excited sure. at people and, and don't shelve that emotion get excited got it so with with that energy in mind um and I mean, thank you for sharing all of this today. We're kind of wrapping up here, but no, it's it's been eye-opening for me for sure. Definitely different ways for me personally to look at certain situations and challenges that I'm seeing in my life. But with the energy in mind, um, kind of, is there one takeaway from our conversation today? Kind of, if, if people are to focus their energy in one place about what we've talked about today, where where would you want people to really think? If If it's one takeaway, it's, Find the discipline that works for you and do it with a positive mindset consistently. I've, yeah, find the discipline that works for you, do it with a positive mindset and do it consistently, whether it's a checklist, whether whatever it is, that's, that's the one sentence to do. Yeah. In my readings recently, I've found, I, I keep on hearing the word consistency and how consistency is is foundational to growth and building and even success. So yeah, I would, I would support that. That's an awesome little takeaway. Insert anything that you want to do, find the consistency and discipline and do it with a positive mindset. Love it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for sharing everything uh, today. Again, there's so much more wisdom in those daily checklists. So please check that out on Instagram if you are interested and can't thank you enough for seeing the energy in me and taking the chance to be in touch. I can't express how, how fortunate I feel to be in touch with you. Yeah, thanks so much, Brian. Well, there you have it, Dan Genetis. It was unbelievable to listen to the trial and error process Dan has used to be more efficient, productive, and healthy. Everything in his life can be boiled down to a formula, and he executes with consistency by referring to his daily checklists. We dove deep into his morning routine, but the other items on his goal sheet are physical activity, 
eight hours of revenue generating activity, read, eat clean hydrate, sleep six to eight hours, meditate, engage in social activity, and do an act of self-love. Keep tabs on Dan through his Instagram, at Daniel Genetis. Genetis is spelled J-A-N-E-T-O-S. Dan's takeaway today, find the discipline that works for you, do it with a positive mindset, and do it consistently. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Self-Improvement Daily.